here today with Wendy Kwan, who's Change Management Manager at Pacific Blue Cross. And I just had the very, um, I'm very grateful for the opportunity to sit in on uh, a meditation class that Wendy runs here at Pacific Blue Cross. And um, so we're here to find out a little bit more about how Pacific Blue Cross got to have a meditation class, um, your journey relative to doing this kind of work, and how organizationally it sort of impacted the employees and uh, the ability of the organization to uh, promote health and well-being for the employees. So thank you so much for agreeing to uh, meet with me today, Wendy. I really appreciate it. Oh, thanks thank for the meditation. Thank you. I'm happy to do it. <laughs> okay. So a little bit about how this program came to be. Okay. I think I'll start kind of from a personal perspective and I think a lot of people can relate to it. So I would consider myself, I used to be a type A personality. Um, a lot of people describe me as somebody that's very calm on the outside, but on the inside, I was always very, very tense, worrying about things, always had to be on the go, have everything hyper-scheduled, and always just wanted to do my best at everything. And what happened... Um, was I wasn't even, at that time, able to do a yoga class. I couldn't even sit still long enough, and I tried meditation, and it wasn't working. Just got frustrated with it. And I learned to, to feel the stillness of the mind through Tai Chi. Oh. So that was my entry into meditation, because I was still moving, so I enjoyed that. But after learning Tai Chi, and eventually I started teaching it too, I felt the meditative benefits. And I go, oh, this is what it feels like. And then I was able to do yoga. So I started my meditation practice um, a number of years ago. And I went to a lot of different courses. I read a lot of books. I talked to a lot of people. went to a lot of sitting groups and courses. And just kind of learned lots of different techniques on meditation and mindfulness as well. And then what happened in... Um, 2010 is I got a cancer diagnosis and that's okay <laughs> thank you um, and that of course hit me really hard like it would hit anybody and I just was frozen you know and didn't know what to do and I was very upset for a couple of days and I decided to take control of my situation I said okay you know um, actually my training as a change as a change manager really helped a lot because when you go through a change, when you go through something that you have no control over, mm -hmm. like a cancer diagnosis, mm -hmm. you have a choice in how you react. Mm -hmm. So I applied that to myself, and I go, okay, the mirror is turned to me now, and I, I decided I'm going to do what I can to feel good through this journey, do what I can to help myself change my lifestyle and make the best of it. So I discovered an organization called Inspire Health, they're a wonderful nonprofit integrated cancer care center in Vancouver, and they now are expanding with more offices throughout BC. And they they help people with cancer from a holistic approach. So they partner with whatever Western medicine um, treatment you decide to have, but they focus on the person rather than the disease. Mm -hmm. And they taught me, you know, about healthy foods to eat and how to prepare them how to look after the mind, body, and soul. And they have meditation there as well, and yoga, and all sorts of things. So they helped me a whole lot, and um, it got me through that quite nicely. Uh, when I came back to work after being off, 
I found it very, very difficult to return to work. And I think most people do when they've had some sort of health issue. Um, you know, because most of, most of the time we find our jobs stressful. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and you may wonder, you know, when I go back to work, is the stress just going to cause a recurrence, for mm -hmm. instance? Um, so when I came back to work, um, again, I decided to have a, a, a certain experience. Mm -hmm. So I decided to to change my perspective and change my experience with my job, no matter what's going on around me. And I, what had happened is I was talking to some of my friends, and, and they were saying, you know, how did you get through your journey? You seem really positive and whatnot. And I said, I, I suppose I talked about meditation and mindfulness quite a bit. And they said, would you teach us what you know? And I go, oh, you know, I never thought about that, but I guess I do know quite a bit about it. So I started with a group of 12 people as a trial group, and I developed a course called Learn to Meditate. And, and did you do that here at Pacific? Yes. Okay. And this has been going on for two years now. Okay. Yeah. So the Learn to Meditate format to the course that I teach is very simple. Um, it's geared towards beginners. So it's for people who have maybe never meditated before or have tried and fr got frustrated or quit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and I teach many different methods. So every week it's a little bit different. And my goal is to give them the confidence that they can do meditation and to show them many techniques so they can find techniques that work best for them. So this has been going on for two years now. And I didn't really you know, market it or anything internally. I just opened it up to the whole company. And as people saw the benefits, they would talk to their friends and coworkers. And it just grew from there. So it's really neat that it's grown from a grassroots uh, place. And now we've got, I've got 120 people wow. on the registration list. So how I run that is uh, once a week, uh, 30 minutes at lunchtime. And it's a drop-in. So people don't feel like they have to come every week, but mm -hmm. of course I encourage them to do so, to cultivate a practice. And I collect a small donation from everybody, and I donate 100% of the money to uh, nonprofit organizations, mainly cancer organizations. Okay. Yeah. Now, when you had these 12 people that approached you, uh -huh. and you decided to do this, organizationally, did you have to talk to somebody? Did you have to get permission to run this? Because you are doing it at work. Oh, that's How did great, that work? That's a good question. Well, um, I was very lucky that two of the 12 are executives. Oh. So I had executive support right from day one. Um, so they saw the benefit immediately in helping them with their stress. Okay. So after I ran it a few months and I developed the program, I said, you know, I think I'm at the point where I'd like to open it up to the whole company. And of course, that's the time when I said I need you know, support, I need an approval from the company to say, yes, it's okay that you can use the room and it's okay to invite people and collect the donations. And absolutely, without hesitation, they said do it. So okay. I've had their support all the way through. I have four out of seven executives that come on a regular basis. Wow. Yeah. Because they see the benefit, and I've got people from all over the organization, every department, every level of staff member is there. So. And now you just mentioned stress, yes, executives, <laughs> yes. benefit, and I think for, for individuals who are listening or um, and 
who might be reading the article who aren't really aware of sort of the correlation or the how meditation works and how it can help us with stress. Could you maybe speak to that for a moment? Sure. Um, I should have brought my uh, notes. It's hard to put it into words, but I think the, the first and foremost, most common reason people try meditation is for stress reduction. Okay. Because you hear about it a lot in the news, mm -hmm. and it's always referring to stress reduction. And that is the absolute first benefit that people see immediately, is stress reduction. So um, beyond that, there can be many, many more benefits. And those benefits include an increase in personal resiliency, so the ability to handle things that life throws at you, the ability to bounce back quicker from those events that happen or not fall as deep, so that's personal resiliency. And how it relates to the workplace here is that there's always changes going on in every workplace. Yeah. Absolutely. And mm -hmm. at Pacific Blue Cross, we're going through a major change, a system change that changes a lot of our processes. Okay. It's a seven-year project wow. that's going live this year. So, of course, the you know the tension level is increasing. Yeah. And what we're focusing on in the meditation group is increasing personal resiliency and also increasing perspective. Because getting a certain perspective on anything that's going on in your life is really important. Just realizing that, yeah, you know, there's a lot that's going to change here in the workplace, but you're going to get through it. You have a great job. You're working at a great company. And, you know, perspective like that, that there's a lot of things going on in your life every day. And it's really okay. And you can handle it. So stress reduction, personal resiliency, perspective. A sense of peace and calm is another one that people really enjoy. Mm -hmm. And the building of personal joy comes out of it as well. So people don't really come to meditation necessarily to experience that, but mm -hmm. once I kind of get them comfortable in what they're doing and they start to see the stress reduction, then I start to layer on, okay, let's do this from a very positive point of view and increasing your appreciation of life and getting more joy into your life. Okay, and so you're running this once a week for half an hour, and you've been doing it for two close years. for two years now. Yeah. And organizationally, have have you seen? Have you tracked? Have you done any measurement to see how this is impacting the organization in terms of benefits, sort of bottom line benefits, as we would term them? Yeah, yeah, great question. Absolutely, because I felt you know certainly from a business perspective, yeah. we're always looking. You know, how does it benefit the business? <laughs> because you know this is so much more than just personal yep. benefit. So I've done a few surveys, I'm just about to do another one, okay. where I ask questions about, you know, what kind of benefits have you seen? And that's when they talk about a whole bunch of things. I'm, I'm happier, or my stress is dealt with a lot better. My depression has improved a lot. We've got some people who, who say that their depression um, has either gone or they've reduced their medication by half and they're not seeing a counselor as often. Okay. Lower anxiety. Um, and then everyday things. They said where I'm able to deal with my kids in a very different way. I'm very mindful about what's going on and I don't get angry with them and I'm enjoying them a lot more. Um, things like that are coming out of it. Um, clearer thinking, clearer decision making from a business perspective. A lot of them are reporting that 
when they hear something in the workplace, like a piece of news or a coworker gets angry or something, they just don't react like they used to. They're just calmer about it, and it doesn't bother them as much. So those are the kinds of kind of um, feedback that comes out has come out of the survey, but also in a quantitative way. Yeah. Um, I asked the question, "How would you rate your personal resiliency?" And then there was like low, uh, medium, and high. So the number of people who said they rate their ability to handle, um, well, how, how they would rate their personal resiliency as high were just a few people. I, can't, I don't have the numbers right now. I think it was about 25% okay. before attending meditation classes. Okay. And after having attended for a while, the number of people who said their resiliency was high triples. Wow. And that was, that was the same pretty much result between that question about resiliency and a similar question about your stress level. So it's about tripled for most people. In terms of reduction of stress. Yeah. Okay, and yeah. we know that there's lots and lots of, you know, you said with Blue Cross where you're handling these kinds of insurance claims. Oh, there's yeah. so much um, research about mm -hmm. the cost of stress and stress claims having gone up. Yeah. Uh, compensatable claims uh, due to stress have gone up in Canada 700% five years. Yeah. So absolutely. when we think about the business value, mm -hmm. if you're, uh, what your experience is, is that individuals who are just doing a half an hour of meditation mm -hmm. once a week at work mm -hmm. are significantly less stressed and more resilient. Mm -hmm. It's easy to see less reactive, less likely to fly off the handle, yes. probably less likely to cause conflict, participate in conflict, or create conflict. Yeah. You can really see how that would translate into huge, and of course, absenteeism would be reduced. So it could translate into huge organizational It absolutely benefits. could. I haven't measured that yet, the absenteeism, um, but I'm hoping that would be really nice to do that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. And so what ideas would you have for um, individuals who might want to think about, okay, how can we start, because you started this because you had an interest, mm. people said to you do it, but how would somebody who thinks that this would be a good idea to bring a meditation practice into our, into our um, workplace, mm -hmm. what would be a good way to go about that, to mm -hmm. contact someone who has experience? Like how does a person who really doesn't know anything about meditation and it's interesting. How would they start that in their workplace? Well, that's a good question. Um, every workplace is so different, and their level of acceptance of something like this is quite yes. different. Yes. Um, and what I'm finding is, you know, as I'm doing this, I certainly talk to other people, and there's absolutely, without a doubt, growing interest in this. And my prediction mm -hmm. is within five years, we're going to see meditation in the workplace as a standard offering, just like we see yoga. Really? I really believe that, because... Um, I, I run the Vancouver Change Management Professionals user group. Okay. And so in this group, I have my peers around Vancouver who are all change managers. And I talk to them about this, and I show them the results of my survey. And they're, a lot of them are really excited about it. And they're talking to me about how to bring it into their organization. So in terms of how to do it, I think it's important to talk to people who have a personal interest in it and who know the benefits of it. Mm -hmm. That's number one. Uh, and those people hopefully can be advocates and talk to the HR department or the health and wellness rep 
in their department mm -hmm. to say, hey, you know, what about this idea? And here's the results from it. Here's what Blue Cross is doing. Um, and that's another way to do it. Um, a lot of people have talked to me about how I run it mm -hmm. because, um, you know, we have to be mindful of the time it takes and the organization. Right. So we right. can't really have it, you know, in the middle of the day and it can't be an hour long. It's very right. specific, half an hour, once a week. And, um, and that's important it, here as well because um, a lot of the workforce is unionized and yeah. so their breaks and lunch are are obviously agreed to there is collective agree agreement provisions right. that speak to those yeah. so that the format would have to abide by whatever the language was in the collective agreement which is yes. where the half hour yeah. I'm thinking comes from yeah. yeah so everybody knows they have to be there right on time we start right on time and I always end about uh, five minutes early so it gives them time to get back to their desk and I'm curious, is it the kinds of benefits that you're seeing, can that happen from just one half-hour meditation a week? Or are you thinking that people that are coming to the half-hour are then starting a meditation practice? That's a great own? question. Thank you for asking that. <laughs> well, I asked you uh -huh. because I, I, I'm someone who's tried uh -huh. on and off to start and uh -huh. keep a meditation practice. Uh -huh. And um, while I've been doing yoga for years and, and every day, with no problem, mm -hmm. I look forward to it. Yeah. I've really had trouble, you know, keeping a meditation practice going. So I'm wondering if you think individuals are starting a practice, or if they're just coming and what, you know, half yeah. hour once a week, and that in and of itself yeah. is producing the benefits that you've talked about. Um, it's mixed. Okay. Um, I have asked that question, like, how much are you doing this on your own okay. at home? Um, so it's quite mixed. And I think to answer your question, though, even the people that come only at work once a week, mm -hmm. they are benefiting hugely, and they look forward to it. And if I, you know, I'm away on vacation, I don't run the course, and I come back and say, oh, we miss it. You mm -hmm. know, I always take a break every few months, so I won't teach for about three, three weeks or so. Mm -hmm. And I see people in the hallways are like telling me that they really miss it, and they can't wait to get back to it. Uh, and some people are absolutely making it part of their lifestyle. Some people are going home and teaching their kids and their spouses and their friends um, because every time I do a different uh, teaching, a different meditation, so the ones that they like, they go and they go home and they teach their family and friends about it as well. Okay. So, yeah. Now you mentioned meditation becoming like yoga. So what else does specific Blue Cross do in terms of wellness options for the employees? Oh, we have a lot. I've never worked for a company that cares so much about the employees and has so many different offerings. We have regular yoga classes. We have a lot of lunch and learns on lots of different subjects. Um, we bring in different kinds of programs, so some of them are not ongoing, but they're just um, uh, ad hoc, like stop smoking programs. There's a fitness class that's every day at 4.30, okay. and people can join that as okay. well. Um, remember what else okay. there is, but we have a lot. And the and the, obviously the organization has been interested in supporting all of these initiatives and people yeah. are taking advantage yeah, of them. Yeah, very much so. Um, but I was told that out of all the things we've ever done, the meditation has been by far the most popular. Really? Yeah, in terms of attendance. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. That's, and that's to what do you attribute that? Well, people just see the benefits. It, it's really simple. It speaks for them. speaks for itself. Okay. Um, now, a lot of people, uh, like in any company, they don't read their emails, so they might miss the invitation to right. register for meditation. 
And so what a lot of the managers have done is they've asked me to come into their department meetings oh, okay. and introduce it. Just say, here's what this is all about. Here's what meditation and mindfulness is and the benefits. And then they do a quick 10-minute sample session. Okay. And from that, I got a lot more people registering. Because it's something you have to experience. Like yeah. just reading an email about it doesn't really resonate with you. Like, what is that? Mm-hmm. So um, once they, they know what it is and they have a taste of it, then they're very interested in coming. And the managers are interested in having you come because I'm assuming that they are seeing the benefit of individuals in their teams possibly where they've experienced the benefit. Yeah. So they want the message to spread amongst their teams. Exactly. A lot of the managers are in the class. Oh, really? Okay. And, um, you know, I'm always, of course, very careful to keep conversations I have with people about their benefit, the benefits they're having, or question they have private, so mm-hmm. I don't reveal that. But, but the managers are telling me that you know, they're seeing some changes in some of the people in their department. They're just calmer, and they're not, mm-hmm. you know, they're rea- reacting differently, and they seem right. happier. Right. Yeah. And this is a kind of a no cost benefit. Um, what I do is I ask for a nominal yeah. donation, and I donate the money right. to cancer organizations. But it's not costing the organization anything because you're already here. Mm -hmm. You're using a space in the organization. Mm -hmm. People are coming on their their lunchtime. So in effect, it's a benefit that the employer can offer, which is reaping huge benefit for individual employees as well as what you've talked about in terms of bottom line benefits, in terms of reduced stress, reduced conflict, um, greater ability to concentrate and focus, greater resilience, ability to adapt to change, and as you said, everybody's undergoing change. You know, my work, which focuses on harassment and bullying, obviously we would see a reduction in those kinds of things because all of those factors, stress, those are related to why those kinds of behaviors manifest Mm -hmm. in the workplace. Mm -hmm. So, and all of that really can be accomplished with a half an hour once a week, no cost program to an employer. So I think this is something that it's every pretty employer amazing. It's should pretty amazing. think about adopting because it just in terms of creating an environment that will promote employee health yeah. and have a bottom line benefit that benefits employees and benefits the organization. I think absolutely. My view is every every workplace should have it just because they see the benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I think another factor is like who would do the facilitation, who would right. lead the class, um, and you know we're in a situation here where they've got me, and I'm right. trying to train up a few other people to run it while I'm away on the times that I'm away. But in a situation of a company who may not have right. somebody, that's that's sort of the typical situation. They would have to bring somebody in. Right. So I think there would be a cost, slight cost. Yeah, yeah, slight cost. It's not something that needs to be really expensive. No. But just like bringing in a yoga instructor, mm-hmm. it's the same kind of thing. I, right. I relate it a lot to that. Right. Okay, so one of the things I'm curious about, given that we have all of these benefits, is um, how do people take sort of what you do in that half hour uh, and apply it on a sort of a daily basis? What, what are some of the techniques or ideas or tips that, that people take out of meditation? Mm-hmm. Well, what we do is both meditation and mindfulness. And mindfulness, um, a lot of people might know it as being in the present moment, being in the now. And there's a lot actually to it that's very simple. And when you learn about mindfulness techniques, you realize that you can get pretty much a lot of the same benefits that meditation can give you. 
but you work it into your day very easily. Okay. So, for instance, being present. So, being present can mean just simply focusing on your breath, even for five breaths. So you're rushing to a meeting, or you're on your computer, just about to go to a meeting. Yeah. You can you can carve out ten seconds out of your day, right? And just focus on your breath and feel your body breathing. Okay. As an example. Walking meditation can be done anytime. So when you're walking down the hallway from one room to the next, you can do a walking meditation, and it really calms you down. And how do you do that? Walking meditation um, is when you uh, are walking, and it can be at any pace. You can walk slowly or fast, but you put 100% of your focus on what your body is doing okay. when you're walking. And when you think about that, what that means is when you're taking one step, and you're putting your heel down first and feeling that your foot is moving from the heel to the sole of your foot to the toe mm -hmm. and then taking the next step and feeling your the balance change in your mm -hmm. body and some people add the internal silent mantra right left so as okay. you take a step with your right foot you say right as you take a step with your left foot you say left silently to yourself and it's really simple, that's all you do. So you're just putting 100% focus and attention on what you are doing in that moment, and you're walking. Okay. <laughs> and it helps clear the mind. It right. helps get rid of the worry that you might have as you're rushing to that meeting. Okay. So that's an example of mindfulness, and it's very easy to work it in throughout your day. When you're standing in line waiting at the grocery store, when you're waiting at, at the bus stop, when you're waiting at a red light, you just pick something to be 100% present on. And that might be a breath, or it might be looking at a sign in front of you, something like that. And these are things you share with the group. Yeah, that's part of the learning. That's part of yeah. the learning, and then yeah. so those are some of the things they can take away. Yeah. Okay, great. Now you also wanted to talk to us about... Um, yeah, um, what I realized a few months after teaching this is that this marries very nicely with the change management work I do. Okay. So, you know, gee, we're teaching people to meditate and be mindful and all this wonderful stress reduction, building resiliency, building perspective. And it's really what I do for my my paid job is change management, helping people through change. Right. So the ACMP, the Association for Change Management Professionals, is a worldwide organization for change managers. Mm -hmm. um, they called for papers and they had an a category for innovation, and I decided, well, why not submit? You know what we're doing here, and um, my paper got published. Congratulations! Thank you. So it got peer reviewed and selected and published, and it's called "Building Change Resiliency Through Meditation." And I showed the survey results, and I showed the correlation of having a meditation and mindfulness practice in the work workplace can benefit the workplace. From a change management perspective. Yeah. Right. Um, and the other thing that's been quite fun to do is I have a blog. Oh. My students um, encouraged me to start a blog about a year and a half ago, and they said, you know, you should share with the world what we talk about, what you teach in class. So I have a blog called MeaningfulWesternLife.com. Okay. And on MeaningfulWesternLife.com, it's about sharing ways to cultivate joy in a Western lifestyle. Okay. So it does include information about meditation and mindfulness, but it's also other things too that, that just help us create more joy in our lives. 
in our busy lives. So anyone that's listening in yeah. our Road to Respect community can mm-hmm. go on to your blog. So just tell us what it is again. It's Meaningful Western Life. So meaningful, MeaningfulWesternLife.com. Yeah. And that would be a great place for anyone that's listening or reading to um, start yeah, taking their, a, dipping their toe into the meditation mindfulness pond, so to speak. Sure. And I also have... Um, recorded some meditations, some guided meditations oh, okay. and instructional um, recordings that people can download for free. I just give it away for free. Okay, well that's great because yeah. I know that's one of the things that often stops people st- mm. from starting is how do I do it, how do I, yeah. you know, and I think one of the other, I know for me, um, one of the other issues of meditation is I think we have the impression that our minds are supposed to become blank uh, right and of course mm. our minds cannot go blank <laughs> certainly like, not at the beginning of a, of a practice so right. it's not really about although quieting the mind I think is part of what we are working towards in meditation it's not something that we want to be concerned that oh I'm not meditating properly because I still have thoughts yes I'm glad you brought that up Erica because <laughs> that's the very first class when I teach a new group of people that's the very first thing I talk about is expectations and coming into meditation with the right attitude and that attitude is to realize that the objective is not to blank out your mind maybe maybe after years of practice you'll have more of that mm-hmm. during meditation but especially as a beginner that, that is not the goal so when you sit there and you have thoughts coming into your mind all of, all of the time that's very typical that's very normal and it's okay it's about learning how to deal with those into coming into meditation with each session that you have meditation with the attitude of no judging so not judging yourself or your mm-hmm. experience coming into it with an open mind and knowing that every single session you have is going to be unique and different and everybody has different experiences so when you have thoughts coming into your mind when you're meditating what would you suggest people just do they notice them and then let them go or what's the sort of thing that you tell your students to do there's a lot of different techniques and there's so many different kinds of meditations out there Mm -hmm. that whatever you choose for that particular meditation session that's your focus of that meditation so it might be focusing on your breath it might be a silent mantra for instance whatever you've chosen for that particular meditation when you notice you have a distracting thought you just gently bring your focus back to your chosen meditation And when you say a silent mantra, um, today in the session that you did, the silent mantra was, let it happen, let it go. And it mm-hmm. was, so on the in-breath, it's let it happen, and on the out-breath, it's let it go. Yeah. So that's an example of a silent meditation. It is. That, yeah. A silent mantra mm-hmm. that you would use during meditation. Yeah. And some of the mantras are in different languages. Sanskrit, okay. for mm-hmm. instance, there's a lot of those. Um, so this let it happen, let it go is a perfect one when something's bothering you. And it might be a big thing in your life, or it might be simply that somebody gave you a funny look during a meeting. Right. <laughs> and that kind of bothers you, and you mm-hmm. don't know why they did that. It can yeah. be as simple as that. Yeah. So you breathe in, say, let it happen. Breathe out, say, let it go. And you just do that for a little while, and it makes you feel so much better. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. You're welcome.